So, Chris, the people want to know our secrets. How did we get this podcast started? Yeah, kind of a crazy story. We were both coming into this from the YouTube side, have never really done anything podcast-wise. We looked around, found Anchor by Spotify, really great service. It's completely free to use. They have some great stuff that you can just upload straight onto the website. You can actually record on the website. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to another episode of Sober in the States Baseball. My name is Chris, the MLS card guy. I am joined, as always, Trippin' B is the co-host. How are you today? I'm great, Chris. I uh, try to always be great, try to keep a positive outlook on life. Uh, if I'm be honest with my so rare baseball comings and goings this week, I'd say I'm decent. Let's <laughs> Not quite great. I wasn't going to say you're known for your positivity and, and nothing else on this show, so I'm I'm surprised to hear that you're not quite great. In, in this sense of the word, I, I myself have uh, actually not had a uh, had a lineup get a reward this weekend, which was mm-hmm. the first time any game week that that has happened. I've I've scratched every single game week up until now. Um, our guest this week, we have a little competition every single week where our common teams play each other uh, just for funsies. And the loser has to buy lunch once a week. So uh, I am uh, I'm going to be buying some lunch this week. It's It's not <laughs> it's not been my finest week. Let's let's put it that way. Um, our guest is the uh, is the great Alec Marvitz. How are you today, Alec? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Uh, just got back from a long trip as well, which maybe we'll touch on. Um, one part of that was baseball, so I uh, got to got to see my guy Spencer Strider, the mustache, uh, for the uh, two batters that I was in the stadium while he was still in the game because you know Atlanta traffic is is pretty pretty bad, so we didn't get there till the sixth inning. Are you the reason? Was he trying too hard because he knew you were in the audience and he strained his oblique and now he, now he's dealing with a potential injury situation or what? Uh, possibly. I mean, I was literally only there for two batters. And um, yeah, I mean, he got through the sixth and then just didn't come back out for the seventh. So I don't know. Seem, he's He seemed fine with uh, me being there. But yeah, we just showed up right at the end of his of his day. And then William Contreras also homered. And every time I put him in my lineup, he is on the bench and doesn't play. And every time I don't put him in, he, uh, he homers. So I'm, you know, I'm a curse, but it's cool. That happens. Go Braves. Um, go Braves. And yeah, I have all the Braves players and maybe we'll talk about this a little bit later. I have almost all the Braves players, um, but I only ever start like maybe three or four of them at a time. And I have, consistently not been starting the catching duo of, of Darno and William Contreras because they switch off too much. And I just, I can't help it, but like the Braves catching position is the best catching position in all of baseball. And it's like, I have them both, but I'm not starting either one. And it seems like they just keep producing, but I never know which one is going to produce. So um, I would, the, the goal of this game, Chris, and I know, I know you've been playing for a while. I don't want to tell you stuff you already know, but the goal is to score points. So if those guys are scoring a lot of points, mm. I would put them in the lineup. Ah, man, that's what I've been doing wrong. I'm really not good at this guys. Like you guys think that I'm up here, like giving my opinions and therefore I must know what I'm talking about. I have no clue. I just kind of, just kind of throw stuff up against the wall and see what sticks. Um, so we've got a, a lot of things to get to here. Um, our, our good friend Alec and I pulled off a trade today that we're going to get to, uh, which was a big, big deal, and we want to get everybody's opinion on that. Um, there was a, a Twitter space this afternoon that we want to kind of get some of the topics and, and kind of discuss 
um, our opinions because we were not able to join at that time. So we want to kind of kind of get to those. Um, I had a, a very stupid purchase over the weekend, which we'll maybe maybe get into a little bit. And then uh, I guess we'll lead. Best of us. I guess we'll lead with something that has never happened before in human history, as far as I know. Uh, the great Great Britain has qualified for the World Baseball Classic. So when World Baseball Classic utility, so rare. Um, yeah, the Queen dies and immediately Britain's good at baseball. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's all they were waiting for. They were just waiting for Elizabeth to kick on, and then they uh, were like, "Hey, now we're good at baseball." It's, it's amazing. But shout out to them. It was a big upset win, right? Yeah, huge upset win. And we we tried to like go through the rosters and see if there was anybody that we really knew. And neither team really had too much. I mean, Novoli Marte pitched, I think, for Spain maybe, um, who I've actually heard of. But outside of that, I, I think it was all minor league guys, independent league guys. Um, so not really too many big names. But, hey, they're in the World Baseball Classic. They got a shot. If they uh, if they meant cards for the Classic, maybe do people, uh, do people look to kind of pick those cards up? Because I'm assuming there are a few people from Great Britain who play our lovely game. Um, do you think there's any utility there if they do mint specifically for the classic? Yeah. Uh, and when the next classic comes around, you know, four years, four years <laughs> later after that, right? Like none of these guys on the, uh, the international teams are, are really threatening to make the major or on the European teams, let's say are really threatening to make the majors. There could obviously be pretty sweet Dominican team and things like that. I remember the very first world baseball classic back in the day. And it was like, they had the Italian team, but it wasn't even really Italian people. It was just like major leaguers with Italian sounding names. So like Mike Piazza played for Italy, I think in like the first world baseball classic, if I remember right. And all kinds of weird stuff like that. But I, I love to see the game spread. And, you know, I think it's probably a little too late for, for baseball to ever challenge as the, the world's game, but let's spread it abroad a little bit more. You know, we, it is America's pastime. It's always been known as that, but Let's let's bring some other countries into the mix and see where we can get with it. How does the talent that we bring in from other countries and getting guys, maybe instead of playing soccer to play baseball or instead of playing cricket or instead of playing rugby or whatever the case may be, how does that increase the overall talent pool that Major League Baseball has to pull from, Alec? Like, does that, does that make it significantly a better product or is it just kind of a non-factor? I mean, I think it definitely helps, you know, obviously getting the um, European countries involved. Um, I, I apologize. I can't remember the year, um, but Netherlands actually used to have an unreal team. They had um, kind of a most of their team was kind of just guys that were in the majors, nothing too special. But I want to say it was it was Andrew Jones. I think they had two or three guys that were kind of hitting one, two and three for them that, you knew, like right when you saw them in the lineup, big league names. Um, so it's always fun kind of once the actual classic rolls around. Um, and kind of getting to piece all that together. But, you know, it's tough, especially for qualifying right now with Major League Baseball still going on. Yeah. You know, you're really getting a lot of guys from the minor leagues who are prospects or kind of burnt out of all that. So um, it's always fun as a as a baseball junkie to kind of try and see, you know, who some of these young prospects are. Be like, oh, I remember when he played for so-and-so. Um, but, I mean, I think just kind of making it really a, a world's game and all that and bringing everyone together, you know, kind of like what soccer does with the World Cup is just always fun to, to see every couple of years. So with with that, it, assuming that we do get utility, which is obviously a big question, we don't know the answer to that yet. Assuming we do get utility, obviously the Dominican team, the Puerto Rican team, the American team are all very, very good. Who are some guys that you guys 
might start looking at or might try to pick up or or even just keep an eye on obviously it's going to be some pretty big names but do you know off the top of your head any any guys that'll be playing for some of the big teams that might go deep in the tournament that might have like a little bit of extra utility yeah so i mean definitely i know most of the uh united states roster kind of the, the whole starting nine i believe has already been announced um and i'm mean, really just some some big league names it's essentially half the all-star team so um, anyone that's already been announced, I believe Mike Trout's playing, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado. So, you know, on the USA team, you're getting a lot of that. Um, and then really on, you know, Puerto Rico, Cuba, Dominican Republic, um, Javi Baez comes to mind for Puerto Rico. Um, but really a lot of the guys that played on on those teams back in, I believe it was the 2016 to 17 season um, was the last time they had the World Baseball Classic. A lot of those guys are going to be on these rosters again. Um, with very little turnover. So you can really kind of just, just go down those rosters, see who's still good, who's still playing. Um, you know, obviously a guy like Yadier Molina is kind of towards the end of his career, but, you know, very well could still be the starting catcher. So um, definitely just kind of looking back at those, those most recent rosters and just kind of going down the list. And, you know, for the most part, you're really not going to find a bad name there. And that's just kind of what makes this so fun. So yeah, I, I have the, I have the U.S. roster pulled up, and I want to get your opinion here, Trippin, because I'm just going to read off the names and hit me with some. Names. Give me, give, give me who stands out here: Mike Trout, Trevor Story, Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, J.T. Romuto, Bryce Harper, Pete Alonzo, Cedric Mullins, Mookie Betts, Tim Anderson, Kyle Tucker, Will Smith, Trey Turner. Uh, they all who, who give me a name that doesn't jump <laughs> off that page for sure. Those are. Like like uh, Alex said, there that's half the MLB All Stars right there, and then you could probably put the other half uh, on the D Dominican Republic team. I was I'm, I looked at a thing earlier that said that uh, Juan Soto, Vladdy Jr., Manny Machado, San Sandy Alcantara, Davers, and uh, Jose Ramirez have all committed to play for the Dominica in 23. So that's going to be a very formidable team as well. So that that's where you're really basically what it boils down to is. The, the extra utility you would get from if Sower covered the World Baseball Classic would be most of the same superstars that you're already targeting in Major League Baseball. Um, what's So most of those guys kind of, you know, obviously stand out as superstars. Are we undervaluing Trevor Story, JT Romuto a little bit? Because they're in the same group with all of those other guys. Uh, and they don't really stand out to me as having really expensive server prices. I know they're very productive players, but are we undervaluing those guys, Alec? Yeah, I think definitely a little bit. I know last time I was on, um, I talked about JT Real Muto kind of being a guy that I just, you know, went out to go get, was very serviceable and um, has ended up being one of my best players. But, you know, when you compare him to to the rest of that lineup, you know, not that there's a weak spot in that lineup, but you're kind of looking at Trevor Story and Real Muto like, okay, like if we're getting quote unquote easy outs here, those are the guys, which I mean, to say that out loud sounds insane because, you know, there's really no easy out in that lineup. But I think kind of going for some of those guys that in that lineup are probably going to hit seventh, eighth and ninth, but are still going to be, you know, put up incredible numbers or, you know, definitely being kind of overvalued or undervalued, excuse me, and overlooked. Um, so I think kind of going after some of those guys is definitely going to be, you know, kind of quote your value play if you're trying to, you know, get into that market. Yeah. Trevor story has got 16 home runs and 13 stolen bases this year and his limited price is $2 and 52 cents. So just about free. Crazy. Um, yeah, very, very interesting stuff there. Hopefully we do get some more kind of World Baseball Classic coverage. I would so like congratulations to see it like to Great a, Britain there. Yeah. I'd like to see it as like a stepping stone to to maybe adding in 
you know, the Japanese baseball league and the Korean baseball league and, and maybe even a Dominican league. I know, I know there's some challenges there and that the lice, they, you know how, like there's so rare football that has like all the different leagues. And then this one, it's not so rare baseball that also has MLB. It's just called so rare MLB. So it's very tied to the major league baseball league, the, the product, which I get, but I, I would hope in future years it could evolve to, Truly, because baseball is not quite a global game as much as soccer, but but it is spread fairly well around the globe. And there's 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 other leagues that they could incorporate into the game. I feel. Would you be happy with minor league baseball or even independent baseball? I probably wouldn't be happy because it would force me to do a whole lot more scouting than I'm doing right now to really uh, maximize the, the and optimize what I could do with that. But I do think that's a logical next step as well if they want to increase the the player pool it would just make it harder for casuals to get into it i think but they certainly could i, I mean start with triple a you maybe wouldn't have to go down to double a but yeah you, you know how it is with with hardcore baseball nuts they they love scouting the prospects and the rookies that are coming up and stuff like that so i think there would be a market for that and some some appetite for triple a sure. yeah i mean i know in in the physical card market um, I forget what is what's his name, Jason Dominguez for the Yankees. Yep. Just his card price was absurd when I was doing it in kind of late 2020, early 2021. It was absolutely absurd. He's still not at the big league level. Everybody still thinks he's great, I, I guess. But yeah, people were buying that card like two years before he ever has any big league appearances at all, which is crazy. And it's going for big money too. As a Rangers fan, um, yeah. our our big prospect that just got called up this a couple of weeks ago is Josh Young. And okay. he, uh, it's J U N G, like the uh, like the therapist, not not like young, like Y O U N G. So Josh Young, and he just barely, like he just barely got a play. He was called up a couple weeks ago. He just barely got a player page on so rare. He still doesn't have any cards minted. I'm a Rangers fan. I would love to go grab me a Josh Young. And if we they had AAA cards, then I would have been able to do so. You know, I would I would already have a chance to get him, and I wouldn't have to be waiting for them to mint his major league version. So, are we gonna add him to the player page for when they do mint him? I just did. I just there we go. There we go. go. Yeah. Live update. That's how we do things here, folks. Folks. Um, Cool. So yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about this Twitter space because obviously, um, YNWA, our good friend Bob, our good friend Miguel, obviously have a Twitter space that they've been doing every. I think it's every two weeks, uh, maybe three weeks, and they have some really good conversation and and content. Uh, you and I, Trevor, were I believe both working during it this time, so we did not get to participate. Alec got to got to listen in a little bit, so tell us what they were talking about. Tell us some of the issues that were brought up, um, and, and maybe a, a little bit of their reaction, um, or we can just go into our reactions. But, but what was going on on the Twitter space there, Alec? Yeah, so I kind of jumped in a little late, um, was just kind of on Twitter during a, a little break at work um, and saw they were doing the space. So just kind of hopped in, you know, had it on in the background just to, you know, obviously listen to their great conversation. Um, but the first thing that they were talking about when I joined in was kind of talking about the um, tier system um, and kind of some changes to, you know, players moving up or down. Um, I believe it was Miguel was saying that it seems like a lot of the tier system is based solely off their price rather than their actual scoring. Um, so the example that he used was Julio Arias from the Dodgers, um, who's a tier one, but really kind of for anyone who watches baseball and looks at his so rare score really doesn't belong in that same conversation um, as most of the guys in tier one. Um, so you're kind of going into, you know, pulling your rewards as you're, you're scrolling down that list. And, you know, when you get a tier one for finishing on the podium, rather than it being, you know, wow, I can't wait to see who I get, you know, I, I could be happy with any of these guys. It's really a, 
boy, I hope it's not player X, Y, and Z because they really shouldn't be in this tier. And you're really just more relieved that you don't get those players rather than actually being excited for getting a tier one reward. Um, so I think that would kind of be something that, you know, definitely needs to be looked into. Um, I, I apologize. I can't remember the name, but Chris, we were looking at it earlier. It was the, uh, it was a player on the Cardinals. Um, I want to say maybe it was Tommy Edmond um, that you said he was a tier yeah. one. And I was, I was just stunned. I mean, he's, he's a solid player. It's, it's not a dig against him, but for him to be in the same tier system as an Aaron judge, Mike Trout, Shohei Otani just does not make a whole lot of sense from a, um, both a scoring perspective and just a collectability perspective. Um, so that was kind of the, the first thing. And um, they went on in great te- detail about that too. So that was definitely interesting to, to kind of hear their thoughts on that. Yeah, I think it was Tommy Edmund. I don't remember which pool we were looking at. I, th- I want to say it was super rare. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah. So it was the super rare pool for this weekend. Um, Tommy Edmund is in there. Who else was in there that we were surprised about? I don't know. One None thing I remember, oh. it's funny that you mentioned, Alec, that they were talking about uh, Urias for the Dodgers because that was Miguel's prize for winning the first ever uh, Super Rare yeah. contest, mm-hmm. right? And I remember how he was like so hyped that he got first in the first Super Rare contest. And he's like, oh, I just have, you know, Urias is my is my prize, great. Right. And he was like, he was expecting a much better prize. And then people were like, ah, he's not that bad, you know, he's pretty good. But I think overall, it's true that so rare just doesn't really. Uh, the price discovery on the major league baseball market has taken a long time, and part of that was because so rare dragged its feet in getting secondary market offers enabled and things like that. So it was really hard to like determine what the cards' values really were. The way we know you know, in the so rare football side, things are so much more established and whatnot. And their only way to to get to where you want to go is to go through all the steps to get there. So I realize we need to be a little bit patient, but the ultimate point is that so rare doesn't really know how much its cards are worth. And since they base the tiers on card prices and selling prices more so than the stats of the player, we, we really need to sort out like where guys fall. It may take even a couple more months for things to really improve. I feel in terms of making more accurate valuations of rewards and who who deserves to be up at the very top and things like that. I mean, there's guys that are obvious always, and I personally felt like Sora should have like done Miguel a solid and just like maybe like tweaked the algorithm a little bit to make sure he got like a really awesome prize for that very first Super Air contest, like, you know, give him a Goldschmidt or something like that. But they didn't, and they're trying to – do the system the way they know how to do it. So I'm not, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not internal, so I don't know exactly all their, all their ways and means and pro- procedures and protocols. But I do think that over time we will get a little bit more accurate reflection of whether a re- reward deserves to be in the spot that it's rewarded, if that makes sense. I'm trying to think here and I, I might be wrong. Cause it, it's not like I go through and look at all of the rewards. I, can't you even look at all the rewards in baseball? Can you see who no, got what, you like, can't, can in soccer? Uh, yeah. You can't. The because, rewards aren't on the API, right? Yeah, the rewards, you can't, like, if you go to your so rare data page, is, you can't see your baseball rewards because they're not yeah. in the API uh, enough so that data can pull them from so rare. So, yeah, again, that's it just all goes back to what we've been saying all along, that this is a soft launch. This is an incomplete product. It's going to be better next year. And mm-hmm. we're getting, that. we do have some advantages by being early adopters, like, there are some things that are going to pay off for us down the road by, by being early adopters. 
in terms of XP, in terms of having the year one additions uh, for collectability and things like that. But there's also some pains. There's also some things you kind of have to deal with and it's growing pains and it's being an uncertainty and things like that and overpaying and, you know, you might make a stupid purchase here or there. I think that's what you teased earlier, right, Chris? Well, okay. Yeah, just because it was way too expensive doesn't mean it was stupid, you know? Um, hey, I was using your word. <laughs> it was stupid, let's be honest. Um, but yeah, so, I and I think you brought this up too, Alec. You said there are guys in the tier one unique reward pool that have already been minted so obviously they're uniques they're not going to get rewarded again if they're one of one um are we just not updating the reward pools every week like how does how does that make any sense like that's just really really weird and i know you had brought that up i don't know if you have any additional thoughts on that but how, how does that make any sense that we have uniques that have already been minted in the reward pool yeah, I mean, you know, I think part of it is kind of just just copy and pasting the the list over and, you know, it is it is growing pains. It is, you know, I guess year one, year 0.5, however you kind of want to look at it. Um, so there are going to be some growing pains, but, you know, I think it is kind of the little things like that to to include someone like, you know, I believe like Shohei Otani's unique is listed in tier one. You know, that was the big mystery, you know, reveal that they had. I want to say that was either a couple days ago last week. Um, oh, Mookie Betts was the first one. Oh, there was the Mookie Betts, but Mookie Betts is still in tier one. So, I mean, there's guys yeah. that, you know, they're actively promoting as being this huge unique card, but they're still listed in the unique reward system. And, um, you know, I'm not sure if this is the same in soccer, but, you know, Aaron Nola is a tier one in super rare, but not in unique, or maybe I flip flop those. Um, so not sure if that's kind of something that, you know, is different over on the, on the so rare football side, but, you know, maybe it is, it's something that should be consistent or if it's different for, um, you know, each kind of scarcity and tournament, obviously correct me if I'm wrong there, but, you know, kind of just, it's the little things like that. And, you know, it's stuff is going to take time. There is going to be a learning curve, but, you know, to have guys who are listed in the tier one, you know, prize pool who already have unique cards, just is something that kind of seems like it's a big deal that, you know, just kind of got overlooked, but. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of the little things like that that can kind of make a lasting impression. And and we've said before, right, this company is slow to do things, but they typically will do them right in the long run, which is good long run, but it's it can definitely be frustrating in the short term. Um, now, going along with that, I don't, this is completely unscientific, just based on seeing everyone's Twitter rewards every week. I don't feel like I've seen like a blue judge or a blue Otani or, you know, any real, real, real big blue cards listed as rewards or even really rares. Like I think maybe you got somebody got an Otani for like the first limited week, I want to say, but I don't, I don't feel like I've seen those really big cards out there. Have you guys, uh, I mean, I might be wrong. Have you guys seen that? No, no, I haven't. And I think you're right. Like, we could be wrong, but there could just be happening that we don't, we don't realize, but like, man, like it'd be nice to see, I guess, uh, I guess Julio Rodriguez would be the one. Right. And, and Mark, you know, YNWA, he, we saw his tweet this week where he was like, man, I've won Julio Rodriguez twice. What the hell? So rare. And I bought one three so times stuck with three or something. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's like, in that specific case, I don't really buy that complaint because it's Julio Rodriguez. He's a top five player on the platform. And like, you could, you could never have too many of those of that guy in my personal opinion. However, 
it, it would suck if if that was happening if you were getting duped and duped again and duped again on some lower level guys you know even like that we were talking pre-show and I said yeah th- it's great if it's Julio Rodriguez that you keep getting duped it's not as great if it's like Wilmer Flores that you keep getting duped so hey, they do need to tighten that up I have his sure. super rare you you watch your mouth no I love Wilmer I love Wilmer he's great he's playing <laughs> playing in cores this week right solid man yeah oh yeah he's, he's definitely starting. he's definitely good good guy to have I have his rare but I, I wouldn't want three of his rare. I wouldn't mind three of Julio Rodriguez, though. That's true. I wouldn't mind yeah. three of three of him either. Do you have something, something, Alec? Yeah, I'll say trip, and I'm actually glad you, or glad you brought up the the whole dupe thing because that was one of the things that was talked about on the spaces is um, whether or not it's it's limiting, you know, getting the same player within the same game week as a reward, or kind of if there's a way to go through your entire team and you know, kind of try and limit it so that way you're not getting the same guy, you know, three times through a reward, you know, throughout the season. So um, that kind of just helps with collectability, but also just kind of, you know, when you're opening up, you know, rewards, knowing you're not going to see a guy that you just got, whether it was the week before or in YNWA's case, the previous reward that you just opened. So it how, kind of just adds a little more to that too. I, I wonder how much of this is in soccer, there's, 280 teams that all have 25 players in baseball there's 30 teams that have 25 players Mm -hmm. there's just only so many players that they can reward you know like if you win 10 rewards the odds of you getting a duplicate reward in soccer are almost zero in baseball you know maybe five percent ten percent but that's still some percent like how much of this is just this is what it's going to be moving forward like if you get a dupe reward you just kind of have to sell it or use it again. Um, I I don't know how much how much the sport itself plays into that and how much you know Sora can really do about that. Yeah, um, it's just the player population, not necessarily the sport, but just like the, yeah. the fact there's just so many, such a f- smaller number of different specific players that they could reward. So, yeah, yeah. I think it could it, from that perspective. I hadn't even thought of that until you just said it. And I think it's a great point, and I think that it's something we might have to get used to. But the thing is, is it, any reward's a good reward, right? I mean, it's a free card that you're getting that that show, and you get to show off your knowledge. I don't know. I, I won a few soccer rewards today that kind of ticked me off because they were pretty bad. But in the end, I just had to realize, hey, it's a free card. I, I, it's something I didn't have to pay for, and it's something that comes with some utility. So ultimately, I think it's just going to have to balance out. And again, it, if like I said, if we if if you're getting dupes of journeyman like everyday type of players that really sucks but if you're getting dupes of superstars not really your place to complain yeah it's better than me this weekend who blanked in both baseball and football which is honestly hard to do with the number of teams that i put out there (laughs) um i did it really well though because i had one lineup that was really good in soccer and i started a guy who's been hurt for two weeks and is going to be out for the next like month so i had no excuse but myself on that one uh yeah speaking of dupes Let's talk. Let's talk about our trade. So I, I traded for a guy that I already have on my team, but I don't think I can have enough of this guy. Um, and and we're we're we want to get your opinion first of all, Trippin, as the judge, and we want yeah, you I to not, tell us. I do not know any details of this trade. We, you guys are going to have kept me in the dark till now. Yeah. So uh, now so, so we want to get I'll, your I'll opinion. hear the facts of the case. Yeah. So we want to get your opinion, and and we'll each present our side and say why we got the better end of the deal. And then, and then you can give us your opinion. And then we'll have a Twitter poll that goes out tomorrow uh, when this releases. And, and we'll get the general you know, public's opinions and thoughts on this one. Um, 
So the the overall here's the overall trade, and then I'll give you my side, and then I'll let let Alex speak. Maybe if I'm nice. The overall trade is we we traded a limited. He gave me a limited Ronald Acuna and a limited Cal Raleigh, who is basically just a throw in to like make the make the values balance. And I gave him a rare Danny Vogelback, a rare um, uh, Nico oh. Horner, and Joey Bart. All rare. Three rare cards. Okay. okay. Values are, and we we made sure the values are pretty even because I'm, you know, we're not trying to rip each other off. So okay. th- that's that's the trade, right? Ronald Acuna Limited plus Cal Raleigh Limited for Joey Bart, Nico Horner, and Danny V. All in rare. Now, here from my perspective, here's here's my side of the trade, right? I add a second Ronald Acuna, which allows me when, if and when he goes nuts and becomes the MVP and is the best player on the planet, like I think he is. It allows me to sell one of them because I need to have one in my Braves collection. Um, it allows me to sell that if his price gets really high. It also allows me to play him in two different lineups, and thereby, you know, when he has a big weeks, I'm obviously better off there. And in return, I'm giving up kind of smaller, you know, fill-in type of guys that are starters, but aren't, you know, they're rotational guys, right? They're only cracking my lineup, like, if they have a really good matchup. Mm-hmm. Like, Nico has cracked my lineup once, but then he's also been hurt. Danny V hasn't cracked my lineup in a while, and Joey Bart's never cracked my lineup. So I'm giving up basically just kind of backups and fill-ins and and, and stuff like that for my team. And I'm adding in a player that I'm going to start every single week. Plus, I get a little bit of upside with Calarala, who, who we like. Um, All right. The prosecution what, rests. Let's, what, let's what's your Alex side of this thing, Alan? So from the beginning, I, you know, obviously being new to So Rare, um, started out as just I'm going to go after Limited. That's going to be my, my division, my scarcity. I'm going to go after that, um, focus everything on there. But now that I've had, I guess, what's it been, two months now, three months, um, with all this under my belt, kind of, you know, one of my goals for the start of next year was potentially looking into jumping up to rare and, you know, trying to kind of find guys that I could target in the off season. That'd be at least a good starting point, kind of give me, you know, maybe one or two lineups to just kind of build from there. Um, So kind of through, you know, through, I guess the past month or so, I've kind of been looking at guys looking at the market. Um, I recently bought a, a David Bedner, who's the closer for the pirates, who's, who's hurt, but, um, he was kind of a guy that at the price that I saw him at was someone that I knew if I ever jumped up to rare, he was a guy I would target anyways. And as much as it killed me to to trade Ronald Acuna, who has been the, one of the only locks in my lineup every week, other than JT Real Muto, getting three rares in return kickstarts that building process. It gives me a Nico Horner, who now every time I've been on this pod, I have talked about, I have hyped up. I'm a big Nico Horner fan. Oh yeah. So, so getting that in return was huge. Um, and then obviously getting Joey Bart, who's a big time prospect for the giants, you know, kind of has, has had some growing pains this year, but is going to be their everyday catcher moving forward for years to come really kind of kickstarts that process. And, you know, already having a, a rare pitcher allows me to now play rare throughout the rest of this year um, having now four rares, one of them being a pitcher, and I can fill the rest with limited players. So um, it, it was definitely tough to get rid of Acuna, especially after last week when he dropped 60 plus. So um, that that one hurt a lot. But, you know, getting a guy like Nico and being able to kind of kickstart that that rare build definitely was was kind of the deciding factor for me. All right. And a, 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 a 
a strong defense there. So uh, <laughs> I think it's a fair trade. I think it's an all right trade for both. Both sides are getting something that they want. So that's all, always a good thing. I think if I have to make a ruling on who wins the trade, what do they say? If in a trade, if it's kind of close, whoever gets the best in a multiplayer trade, whichever side is getting the best single player of all the whole collection usually is the winner of the trade. And that's why I got to go with Chris as the winner of this because Acuna Let's go. is just far, far better than anyone else in this trade. Now the scarcity difference does obviously balance it out. The fact that point. you're getting your boy Nico, Alec, I think is, is good for you. Like I said, like if you're not, having fun with this. If you're just in this to make money, then you're probably going to end up very disappointed. If you're having some fun and owning cards of players that you like in the real world, then that's some intangible benefit that's tough to quantify, but uh, definitely exists. Uh, it hurts that Nico is hurt. Obviously he's got day to day with the tri-steps. He had an MRI yesterday. I think that was kind of bad news for the Cubs. It, it made it look worse than it actually is. I don't know really about Bart. I doubt he's ever going to become Buster Posey, but maybe. And Cal Raleigh, you know, catcher for catcher, that's fine. Cal Raleigh, I think, is also hurt. He, I think he's day-to-day -day, uh, just as of today with yeah. a thumb injury, unfortunately, yeah. which is kind of sad. I actually had a, a total tangential thing, but a friend of mine just yesterday was like, I'm going to get a baseball team. I'm going to buy some baseball cards. I haven't done it yet, and I want to get a team in for this game week. And I was like – I looked at the projections for the week. I'm like, ah, Cal Raleigh kind of jumps out on, on the homer projections. Maybe you should maybe you should pop him him in for cheap. And now he looks like he might be hurt. So sorry about that, Skyler. But back to the trade, you can't you can't go wrong with getting Acuna. So Vogelbach, though, I'll tell you what, I don't really rate Vogelbach that much. But when I look at his numbers, he's actually doing better than I thought. So you might actually get a little extra benefit more than I first thought there, Alec. And getting into the rare division obviously is huge. You, you, you know, you're going to need Nico to come back, obviously, unless you buy another rare. But I got to give the win on the trade to Chris. But I think it's certainly a fair trade. I don't think either uh, either of you guys ripped each other off. So that's good. He knows who the co-host is. He knows who to pander to. <laughs> it's okay. Um, yeah. I, I, and Danny V, like, he is productive. He's He's been decent. My, I guess, hesitation with putting him in my lineup is if he's ever facing a lefty starting pitcher who's not in the lineup. So I don't want to, you know, if it's a three-game week, I don't want to just automatically have two games because most teams have at least one lefty. So unless he's facing three righties, I don't really feel comfortable getting him in the lineup. Um, and, yeah, getting a – Yeah, I mean, he's played 93%. He's played 93% of the last 15 games as I look at Yeah, but how many of those are then. pinch hits? Oh, good point. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't – I haven't broken like, that down, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I think it's, it, I mean, value wise, it's very similar. It's not like either one of us is really getting a huge deal here. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was fun and, and we could have some fun with that. Yeah, Alex, do you, have, get something they do you want. have anything to say about this, Alec? No, I mean, totally understandable. I mean, you know, you always want to get the best player in the deal. And I mean, Chris and I have been talking about that for, for fantasy football too. So, I mean, you always want to get the best player to multi, you know, multiplayer trade. And so obviously losing Acuna hurts, but um, I think really just kind of the the value of getting a guy like Nico, who I'm a big fan of. I've been a huge right. fan of of Danny V, who you know was a former Cub, um, but just kind of got stuck at first behind Rizzo. So you know, getting that is huge. But then it also just really kind of allows me to that kickstarts that build for jumping into rare. Yeah. Um, and huge. I think that you know while I was losing the you know the direct score from Acuna, you know, getting that I think is something you couldn't really put a, a value on. Um, so, you know, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see Joey Bart's kind of just a, a big wild card. Who knows how that turns out. 
um, you know, Danny V being on the match there, you know, they clinched the playoffs yesterday or on, uh, on Sunday. So, you know, that's a card I can, you know, use in the postseason. So I'm um, just kind of really going after that and, you know, we'll see. It's just kind of a, kind of a crapshoot at this point, I think. What, what this trade does makes me think of is I wish so rare could implement uh, the, the proverbial, uh, the player to be named later yes. <laughs> that happens a lot in a lot of baseball trades. I wish you could, they need to come up with a mechanic so we can make a trade and like, ah, oh, you we'll throw you in at some other random scrub uh, down the line in a couple of weeks, couple of months, once we've uh, learned a little bit more about these guys. I love the player to be named later. Yeah. My, uh, my favorite player to be named later is the guy by the name of cash considerations. So that's always <laughs> a fun one too. Yeah. I tried to get some cash considerations. He was like, nah, I don't got it in my balance. Yeah. I'm, I'm giving you Cal Raleigh. That, that balance like, okay. was low. I was like, pick a player you want instead and, and we'll call it even. Well, it, it kind of leads us into the next thing we want to talk about, right, Chris, which is uh, is moving up divisions. So like this was yeah. a trade that you get you sacrificed Acuna, Alec, so that you could move into the rare division, which is awesome. And both I have some experience with that because I made a few moves this week to get myself into the super rare division. And you said you recently started super rare also, right, Chris? Oh, I've been in super rare since the start. I just don't I'm just not any good. Oh, okay. I, okay, I have gotcha. like a I very read, bad super rare text, team, but yeah, no, but... I, I have, I have won two super rare rewards. Like it's not like the worst team, but I was telling Alec is at, at the office today. Like my super rare teams have only had two good weeks and I've won rewards in both of those weeks. I've never been like close to the rewards, but like not quite my super rare teams either finished like dead last or they're in the rewards, which is completely fine with me. Um, we don't have like all stars. Um, but we have been making some moves. And I think, who did we just get? Lucas Giolito? Yep, right? Gio. We just got Giolito, which is a big upgrade. I, I really like him as a starting pitcher. Um, we've got Santander. We've got Say Suzuki, who went down, which hurt us a little bit. Uh, we've got our, our guy, Wilmer Flores. We've got uh, Salvi Perez from Kansas City. It's like we've <laughs> got some very solid, like, under-the-radar type of guys, which is absolutely my M.O., and they've won me rewards twice. Now they've been tier fours both times, but they're still. I didn't even rewards, know. I didn't even you know? know Salvador Perez was in was still in the league. <laughs> oh, he's a he's a he's a legend. He's great. He's only like thirty two, by the way. He's yeah, he, he came in so young. Yeah, he's yeah. been there for a long time, but he came in so young for sure. Yeah, yeah. Live update time, real numbers. quick here on the on the pod. Teoscar Hernandez just hit an RBI single for the boys. We love that. Sorry, keep going though. That's unfortunate. Um. <laughs> no yeah so yeah we've been in super rare but we did just pick up giolito which gives us a bigger chance to compete but i know you just picked up a few super rest to get into the division so i honestly did not really plan if in my plans i was like eh, i'm not gonna really be playing uh super rare this year i was gonna wait till next year so uh but that plan was short-circuited when i had the good fortune of winning a super rare card yeah, in the uh, in uh, rare pro last week, so I I won rare all star a couple weeks ago and won Jordan Alvarez and we you know I if you missed the last episode if you if you listen to the last episode you know I brought that up multiple time and time again I'm happy to bring it up again now but then so then I followed that up with a really bad midweek but then over last weekend I was I placed high enough I I placed eleventh I think in uh in in rare pro which was the last super rare spot so I won. Uh, well, it wasn't the last, but it was close to the last. So I won Jordan Lyles. I want to, I run a super rare pitcher. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I have a super rare pitcher. Now I like almost have to find a way to play in the super rare division. So good friend of the show, Bob Flynn, AKA orange fly. He is 
crushing the super rare division. That's what he focuses his main energy on. And he won a prize. He needed me to do something to a favor for him, basically. And I did a favor for Bob and he tossed me a free Whit Merrifield super rare because he just, you know, it's just a scrub. He doesn't need it. It's, it's a nice blue looking card with the blue Jays, but he collusion confirmed. Uh, no these are these are his these are bob's car nft cars that he's free to do with what he wants if he wants to give one away to a friend he can do it so uh he did just that i'm his friend too i would have done it (laughs) well you should have been available for the favor i guess what can i say (laughs) but uh you and i will speak later sir yeah you can talk you can take that up with bob as far as uh whit merrifield i think i don't know you guys tell me i think his best days might be behind him in his his career he's kind of a platoon player pinch he used hitter. to lead the league in average though, didn't he? yeah he was, he was yeah, like a big years ago for the royals yeah. yeah with the hit obviously you know he's he's not a right. bad player but he just he's not getting a ton of playing time with the blue jays i think he's behind some of their young pro young superstars that they've got going up there when he's not he's not playing tonight so um so then i had two so i had a pitcher i had a player uh outfield player and i only needed one more so then I went back to Bob. I was talking about this with Bob. I was like, yeah, I have two super rares. I don't know. I'm thinking about maybe I should find a way to jump in the super rare division or whatnot. And I was like, yeah, but I, maybe I'll just wait till next year. And, and then Bob, of course, goes, you know, he sucked. He, here's what he did, though. He did the, like the whole drug dealer thing of like, you know, your first one's free. And then, then you got to come free it back for more. He gave me the free wit. So I was feeling very good about things. And then. He's trying to raise some ETH yesterday because he wanted to buy a Framber Valdez SR. So he's like trying to sell off cards. He's selling off soccer cards. He's basically built his baseball collection by selling a lot of his elite soccer cards. So uh, he has, he said, Oh, well, you need one more player. He's like, buy Jake McCarthy from me. And, and Jake, I have Jake McCarthy rare. And Jake was on my, he like crushed it on my team that got first place a couple weeks ago. So I, I like, I'm loving Jake McCarthy. It's a rookie card. He's just like an awesome, like youngster speed, speedy outfielder for the D backs. I think he's got a bright future. And he's like, you got to buy my Jake McCarthy card, dude. You got to get in this division. And, and I'm like, ah, and so I, I was like, nah, I was like, I don't think so, man. I'm kind of busy at work this morning. It was the other day when Locke was at noon Eastern. And so I was like, I got a, I got like five hours work here and locks in like three hours. I, I'm not sure I can like really take the time to, evaluate this deal that we put, might, might do or et cetera, et cetera. And so finally, but then I just kept thinking about it, kept eating at me. I was like, Oh man, I got, I could, I could get in this division this week. And I knew he, it would help him out a little bit because he was trying to raise some ETH really quick to make a purchase. So, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. So he and I worked out a price that we both agreed on. I th- you know, it was significantly lower than Jake's last auction. So shout out to Bob. Thank you for that. And, uh, now I got a rookie card jersey mint of Jake McCarthy, super rare, and I'm feeling great about it. And I got myself in the division and hoping for big things from Jordan Lyles tomorrow. But I think the whole story, the whole point of the story, not to just dwell on myself, but it's a it's a story that can kind of show you like there's many ways to get into a division. One of the coolest things about MLB as opposed to soccer is like we've said it many times on this show. You can win super rare cards with limiteds in in the rare pro division. And so you just got to keep trying to do that as much as you possibly can until they take that away. Cause it's not going to, I, by this time next year, that will no longer be an option. I don't know when they'll take it away, but probably the start of next year. Yeah. You probably have like two guess, weeks to go, but, but yeah, but yeah, it's all, when it comes to progression, the whole point, like I said, is there's many ways to progress and you can go in and like dump a boatload. You can be like dump a boatload of ETH and make a big investment and like, you, you know, come into the, the higher division with a, with a roar 
And that's certainly one way to do it. Or you can just kind of sneak in. I kind of feel like I snuck into the super rare division through the back door here. And even though I got a guy who's almost a guaranteed zero in my lineup with, with, with Merrifield, he might get in for a pinch hit or something in this three game series. Uh, he's got two games against the Phils, one against the Rays. But the rest of my lineup, I felt was strong enough to to take a run at it. And so we'll see. It, depending on how my starting pitcher, Jordan Lyles, does tomorrow against the Tigers, we could be in for another super rare reward. We'll see. And live update, you are 20 points ahead of our good friend Miguel, and you're 30 Ooh. points ahead of me. Ooh. Unfortunately, neither of us have scored anything. So Yo, my brew crew is coming through, <laughs> and, Ken, and your boy Kenley Jansen got me a nice save last night. Let's, he did. He's, he's, hey, he's currently potentially has a, another save situation brewing tonight, so let's get it. Yeah, let's just get the win. We don't care about the save. Let's get the win. Let's get some offense going, man. I've got like all the Braves lineup on <laughs> my team. Come on. We don't need a save. What are you talking about? um yeah that's an interesting one so yeah we'll have uh we'll we'll definitely have the the poll of the trade and everything up there and then obviously alec moving up divisions triple b moving up divisions it's all very 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 exciting stuff um was there anything else that we were going to hit today any other topics that we needed to hit uh we we was there any follow-up to last episode we spent we went pretty in depth with some like ideas for scoring changes mm. for you know achievements and things like that and uh, any any follow did you think about that more throughout the course of the week maybe come up with any other interesting ideas alec yeah so i think uh one thing that would actually be kind of cool um and I, i'm completely stealing this idea from you i know we had talked about it a little earlier but uh, new lineups here and new tournaments where um, you know, kind of going a, a little more, you know, creative and rather than just a simple, oh, you know, divisions or American League, National League, um, doing a, a whole lineup of, you know, either one specific position. So you have a, you know, a five card outfield, I guess, seven card outfield um, or kind of doing it more specific to their actual position. So you have to put a first baseman, second baseman, shortstop, um, so on and so forth. And, you know, I think one thing that that, you know, if you do go the specific position route can get a little tricky um is if you do kind of once you get to that catcher position and there are kind of other spots um I guess maybe second base might be a little thin too where you know you have a couple guys that are at the top and then from there there's just a big drop off once you get below that um so I guess kind of if you're using a tier system you know your your JT Real Muto even I guess Will Smith um kind of guys like that that are going to be at the top and then you know you're kind of taking a huge drop off and you're just hoping for hey if I can get five points out of my catcher here we'll take it so um, your Joey Bart might come I in handy. Also, would you say, Chris? Your Joey Bart might come in handy. I Joey Bart might come in handy there. We'll, we'll see. see. So, the um, trade may turn years that. down the road. We don't know. <laughs> uh, this yeah. is something that uh, what's the, the 20th of September. I'm going to be looking every September 20th, see how Joey Bart's doing, and, and send you a quick little reminder saying, hey, thank you. It's going to be a thanks for this, or you know, you sure you don't want to go back on that? So, So we'll see how that goes. It'll be like Bobby Bonilla day for Mets exactly. fans, right? Yeah, yes. <laughs> exactly. That was the greatest contract ever. Um, yeah, we talked about about scoring changes as well. And I know, I, I'm not sure how much of this we brought up or how much we haven't. But obviously the errors, we'd love to see errors on there because there's got to be some sort of penalty. Who's we? I don't want to see <laughs> no, any no. damn errors on there. We, as in me, as in all of us. I the speak for all of us. Yeah. You guys don't need to be on here anymore. I could do this <laughs> show by myself. No, no. Um, I want to see errors on there for sure because, like, it should it shouldn't just be who has the biggest power bat and because the biggest power bats always make the most errors. Like, if you're a five tool player in baseball, that means something. 
Whereas I don't just want to be measuring three tools. Like right now we're just measuring hit tool, power tool, speed tool, nothing about arm strength, nothing about, about um, fielding. So yeah, I, I would love to see errors get, get added in for hitting wise. I would like to see double plays be taken, you know, a minus on a double play mm-hmm. because typically that's a big deal in an inning. You're either ending the inning or you're going from nobody out to now suddenly two outs and you're drastically changing the, um, percentage chance that you that you score a run in that inning i'd like to see some sort of like clutch bonus like if you get a single after the seventh inning you get an extra point if you get a double after the seventh inning you get an extra point whereas because there's there's some guys like i know michael harris is just ridiculous after the seventh inning i think he's hitting like four or five hundred um and i'd like to see you get rewarded from that because they're they're typically you know bigger at bats against you know a reliever that you haven't seen three times that day um, at like your starting pitcher. So I'd like to see some sort of clutch thing. That would be fun. Um, I'm trying to think if, if there's anything else that, that I was, that I was thinking about. Um, oh yeah. But we, I think we talked about like complete game bonuses, perfect game bonuses, mm-hmm. hitting for the cycle bonuses, mm-hmm. um, just bonuses for like milestones, you know, things that are even like for multiple games in a game. Yeah, week, even you know? like if they don't do a clutch post seventh inning thing, they could do just like a game winning hit, get, get you five extra or something like that. Yeah, you know, for sure. Game winning RBI. Yeah. Uh, Go I, ahead. RBI. That. Yeah. I really like, I really like all the ideas you're saying. And I think that this, there's so many different creative ways. So could take it next year because they're going to have to add more divisions, right? They're going to have to find a way if they want to con- continue to incentivize people to buy more cards and carry larger galleries, they're going to have to find a way for to add utility to those cards. And that is, I, they can't, they could do an AL only NL only thing. I've, I, we all have agreed that's kind of weak. So being more creative with like different, adding different type of roster construction rules to different divisions would be cool. I think it'd be awesome. And while they keep the same ones they already have. Right. So not it's necessarily more, changes, it's but more additions. lineups, yeah. right? The more lineups you can put out, the bigger the gallery you can carry and the more demand there is for, for specific cards. Mm-hmm. So um, just like in soccer, they add new competitions all the time and it incentivizes you to have a bigger and bigger and bigger gallery. Um, same thing, exactly the same thing in baseball. Now, as we kind of wrap things up here, I, th- I think we've been a little too kind to me. And, you know, we I won the trade. I must yeah. be this great, great smart manager and coming up with all these great ideas. I do some stupid things too, right? Like I have some really <laughs> bad really bad ideas but i do them because why not so i i may have mentioned this before i don't know if i've specifically come out and said but i'm I'm trying for a braves collection right i'm trying to get right. all the year one braves uh in limited and i have like a list on soro data of all the braves players that have been minted and then as i collect them i cross them off the list right i, I take them off my favorites there's a ton of players that don't have cards so i'm not counting those i'm not worried about those there's one player I have not gotten yet, which is Michael Harris, because I was looking at him when he was like 0. 0.01, 0. 0.02, 0. 0.015, and I was like, yeah, he'll come back down. Mm-hmm. And he's like 0. 0.03, and now I'm just dug in, and I don't want to buy him. Oof. He signed that new contract, and everybody t- took note. He did sign that new contract, and he's been on a tear. Like, he's had a phenomenal season. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, eventually I'll get one. I just am hoping it, it maybe comes down in price. He might be hitting a slump if you if you're going on recent sample size. He's 
just maybe trending down just a hair uh, in some of his at-bats. His green scores have dried up just a little bit, but again, it is baseball, so. Yeah. I'm looking for a Matt Olson-level slump where he's like four for 66. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just Matt goes Olson. to zero, and I'm like, staple, here we go. Staple of my teams in the first month of, of Sower MLB and, and just a, a pariah in the second month. I haven't really been able to put him into teams, even in a brave stack. I have I have Riley Swanson Acuna in a, in a stack in limited all-star this week, and I – I was like, should I add Matt Olson or should I add Ian Happ? And I was like, oh, I'll just put Happ in. He's got three games against the Marlins. Literally, Matt Olson had a minus six. Huh? It's a big Ian Happ fan, by the way. Always got to represent <laughs> the Cubs. That means sell him. Um, yeah, Matt Olson had a minus six. Yeah, that's game, what did it. That's is... what got him pulled out of my lineup. Oh, was the minus six for sure. That's bad. And he was taking some big swings too. I was at that game. He was he was taking some home run swings. He's pressing. which is a bold yeah. strategy, Derek. Um, yeah. But yeah, anyway, so bad purchase. Fellow by the name of Ozzy Albies. You may have heard of him. He's mm-hmm. a great player. Signed for like eight years. One of my one of my favorite Braves. He, him and Acuna kind of came up together. They're best buds. They're my two favorite players. Oh, yeah. I have a, a, a bunch of Acuna. Days. I have two Acunas, right? I was really smart getting the one Acuna. Ozzy Albies, I caught his 10th home run ball. I feel like he's kind of my like core player because everybody likes Acuna, but not everybody likes Ozzy Albies. He's like my core player. I have his 10th home run, his 10th career home run hit in Washington. I caught it. Amazing. So he's been on, he's been hurt the entire time that Sora has been out. Never had a card minted. He came back off the injured list on Friday, I want to say. And they minted two limited cards, a rare and a super rare. Yep. Okay. Saturday, he hurt, I don't, ankle something. I think I, I don't know what he hurt. I think he hurt his thumb. thumb. Yeah. yeah, he hurt something. He's out for the year. Oof. Okay, so my thought process here is, I have a Braves collection of limited cards. I I need to have all of the ones that have been minted, right? I even yeah. have an Adam Duvall, and they only minted a few of those. Okay, I I need to have one of all of them. The yeah. the of one went for like a hundred dollars, point oh seven, somewhere in that neighborhood, and. By the time the out of two came around to like the actual end of the auction, we knew he was out for the year. And I was like, right. this might be the last limited card that he gets. Like if I don't yeah. get this one, I might not complete this set. So I just, <laughs> I just went for it. I just would not be, I spent way too much money. I would not be denied though. And I did eventually pick up the number two, Ozzy Albee's limited card. Um, Stupid purchase, not a stupid purchase. What are your no, thoughts? No, I, I, I'm gonna have. We're gonna have to make it the Chris, Chris is everybody loves Chris episode. I think because I had no problem with that purchase. I think it's a great purchase. It's a, it's a genius purchase because this, this guy has the potential to be a star for the next five years, still in the league if he gets back and gets healthy next season. And you, he has one of the shortest print runs on his year one. Uh, additions of any star in the league i mean one rare one super rare and two limiteds you have one of his only four cards in existence with the year one edition on there i, I love it i think you got a great it's tough to spend a hundred dollars on a card of an injured guy but i think i think you made the right move i think i'm all about it i i i only my only nitpick is you should if you're going to spend that you since you bought the two for about the same price as the one you should have just been in on the one but I should have, but I didn't, I didn't have the money in balance. I, I made sure I, I made some more money because I didn't know he was going to go for that much. And also when the one was ending, we didn't know he was out for the year. He wasn't hurt yet. Right. So I was exactly. like, ah, just wait, get like the five or six or sure. whatever. 
But then by the time the two came around, it was like, okay, this is the last one, last chance. Um, So yeah, I offered the guy with a one, I think like 30 bucks and the two for the one. And he said, no. I hate when people do that. Like, yeah, people always stand in your way. I I have a whole similar rant I could go on about that about on the soccer side, but I'll I'll spare viewers my moaning. But yeah, I I hate when people like won't help you out. But at the the same time, I can't fault whoever that I can't fault Bedazzle for holding on to the one of of 5,000. Maybe he has a Braves collection. I don't know. Here's what I will say though, Chris. Anytime you're you're worried, anytime you're like, oh, did I overpay for that? Oh man, that, that hurts to spend that much ETH or that much cash on a card. Just remember, John Nellis paid one ETH for the Ronald Acuna, one of 5,000. And he'll ne- <laughs> will never be a bigger overpay on the site in the history of Solar MLB than that one. So we love you, Nellis, friend of the show. Hopefully we'll have you on here sometime once you learn about the sport or just to make fun of you for that purchase. Who knows? <laughs> we just have him on as a guest just for 50 minutes. <laughs> it's just what were you thinking? <laughs> yeah, my, my Acuna is not much cheaper, but it was – much cheaper than that it was way yeah. overpriced but it was much cheaper than that i should offer him 30 bucks for the and my yeah, yeah exactly exactly <laughs> See what be he amazing says. um i'm concerned are they gonna mint cards of injured players during the off season what, what do you think about that alec like if if they end up minting more cards this was a horrible decision and i should be burned at the stake for it so I, I think it's going to be interesting to see what they do in the off season, um, you know, whether or not they, you know, mint cards, but then obviously once you get to spring training, if they're going to open up tournaments then, or if they're kind of going to fully wait until um, the off season, but it would be I amazing mean, spring training uh, tournaments. <laughs> that's like bring two, out that's your two, Joey that's, Bart. That's two DJ even for me. I mean, yeah, I was I was say, you're getting guys for like, one at bat yeah. and hoping for the best, but yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think even if they do mint cards, just from a collectability standpoint, um, having that two of, you know, I guess two of a thousand, but really just you being able to say you've, other than Michael Harris, completed your Braves collection. I mean, I agree with Trip and that that price doesn't really matter what it is at that point. It just comes down to you can now say you have all but one of the Braves. Um, and so once you do get that Michael Harris, because I know you will get that at some point, like, you can say I have the full Braves year one, like right when this came out, like that's my team. These are guys that I know. So like from that collectability standpoint, like you really can't put a price on that. Um, so if, if you're just kind of looking at it at a scoring standpoint, you know, by all means it is, but I mean, you can't put a price on that. You can't put a price on, you know, the love of the game. And um, that's, that's something that's really cool to, to be able to see, but I, don't know, I really hope they don't mint cards in the off season. Cause I'm hoping that the, the market kind of crashes and I can really go after guys, but <laughs> um, from a, from yeah. a keeping something and, you know, fans involved in baseball, I, I hope that they, you know, kind of do from that sense. Cause it keeps people involved in the game. Yeah. Um, it won't kind of just become a, a dead period for a couple of months there. So, um, you know, I, I could see both sides to it being both good and bad for that. I think the only, the, so it's two, I see two ways because the precedent, has been so far to the season. They they take guys out of out of the auction mints once they go inact onto an inactive like in injured list status, which I think is re- I'm actually really impressed by that. That's I, I give so rare their kudos for that. And like they could just like continue to sell cards of injured guys and 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 hope that just idiots don't realize it and buy the cards. People are still buying all the auctions. The only way so it's tough for so rare. If you're looking at it from their point of view, it's tough for them to turn off the money spout, right? Like why would they stop auctioning cards? If people are still buying the cards, that doesn't make any sense, but I could see a little bit of a, 
it's possible that people do stop buying the cards once it gets to the off season. And also with NBA coming in, that sort of becomes the, the non-soccer focus for so rare in, in the fall and winter while we wait for baseball to come back. So it's going to be interesting. I, if I was going to make a prediction, I would say that they will, they will stop minting baseball cards. They might have just like, you know, one or two rares every hour and like 10 limiteds every hour, you know, which is a lot slower pace than they currently are doing. So maybe like a couple super rares a day and a, a unique every week or something like that during the off season, or they can make some of, you know, sort of event auctions out of it. They kind of like to make a big deal out of their unique uh, auctions as events right now. So my prediction would be just based on the precedent that they've shown that they will take a break. They'll turn off the money spout for just a little bit. They'll focus on selling NBA cards instead during that time. But I could turn out wrong on that. That'd be huge yeah. for me. Cause when you really think about, the Braves stack this year first of all they're all year one obviously all the teams are all year one but specifically the Braves stack you have the Spencer Strider absolute cheat code card you have the Acuna which I think Acuna is a top three player in the league and he's not priced that way but um long term he's the complete package he can steal 40 bases and hit 40 home runs um and only like maybe two guys in the league can realistically do that you have a rookie Michael Harris who might be great. You have a rookie Von Grissom who might be great. You've got Austin Riley, Matt Olson, Max Freed. Um, we already said Spencer Strider. Like you're you're talking about like three different Spencer Strider, Harris, and Von Grissom, three different rookie cards of potentially elite players, mm-hmm. plus a whole bunch of guys that are gonna be Braves for a long, long time. So I'm thinking if you're a Braves fan and you just have a an unlimited checkbook that whole collection as a whole has got to be worth something serious right like eventually down way down the road like not right now but yeah that's just my thought process for for those of us that are happy with the cards that we've already picked up and maybe pick up a few more here in the last month and a half of of baseball being played i think that we would want it's in our interest for so rare to stop for so rare to cut off the auctions as soon as the world series ends because we want as few of these year one editions as possible because we want ours to have that much more cachet, right? Sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, and Kyle Schwarber has just mashed a three run home run. So if any of you have Kyle Live Schwarber, updates. love it. Congratulations. Um, cool. Any, anything else we need to talk about? Any, any other uh, live updates that we need? Devers hit a home run. No, I think we're good. Let's everybody cheer for uh Wilmer Flores. Jordan Lyles jo- tomorrow against the Tigers. Shut him down. Joey Bart. Yeah. Joey Bart. Come on, Joey, Joey Bart. Bart fan club. Join in now. Yeah, yeah. Get, uh, Joey Bart has Mika been Horner. Joey Bart has been added to the watch list. Just so, so there go. you go. Yeah. Put a little asterisk by that one. Though. Say <laughs> that I, I could, traded I that one away. Yeah, if I could, I would for sure. <laughs> in, in fairness, I probably will go buy him back because he's dirt cheap and like he is a decent prospect. So I'll probably just go buy him back. That, that's yeah. what I was thinking of doing with Cal Rowley, too, is just kind of replace that right back to the gallery. You want to trade him back? I, that's fine with me. <laughs> no, I'm not trading back. Okay, cool. So, yeah, that's all the time we have for today. You guys have a good week. Mm-hmm.